Look at your neighbor and say, let's preach with him. Praise the Lord. Thankful today to be able to bring the word of the Lord. I'm excited about what God is going to accomplish today through this word. And I feel like, I, I, well, I feel like we should just keep shouting right now. I feel like overcoming. But we're going to overcome today. We are going to overcome today. This word. Actually, we're gonna, we might go on a little bit of a roller coaster today, to be honest with you. But this word, it's, it has weighed maybe more heavily on me than I have ever felt before bringing a word. And I believe that today, that through this word, that not only will God change us, help us and bring us back to a place that we need to we need to be maybe in our own lives, but I believe it'll be it'll bring healing in areas as a body. I believe it'll be bring restoration, it'll it will bring renewal and rejuvenation as a body today. The word of the Lord is going to accomplish what what is set out to accomplish, what God wants for us today. And I know the, the Lord has spoken to me and confirmed this today that this is this is what He wants to speak to us today. So, uh, very quickly, if you'll turn to Romans thirteen, Romans chapter thirteen, starting in verse eleven. When you got it, say Amen. And that knowing the time. And that knowing the time. That now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. How many know it's closer than it's ever been? The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. In that verse 11, if I want to zero in on that one more time. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. And I want to preach today, heaven is so close, but how close am I? Heaven is so close, but how close am I? Let's pray one more time today. Lord, I thank you for your wonderful presence, Lord, that we've been able to experience, Lord, today and to worship in. Lord, I thank you, God, for, for changing us already in this house. Lord, just your spirit has has edified us, Lord, and, and just brought, Lord, that, that refreshing that we need today, God. But now, Lord, open our hearts. 
open our minds to receive from your word and be changed by it. Lord, use me today and speak through me, God, for your glory. Lord, I give you all the honor and glory and praise for it today in the name of Jesus. Let's give a hand clap of praise to the Lord right now. Someone shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated today. Heaven is so close. But how close am I? Now many of you have heard me preach about heaven before and say some of these same things. But I love, I love to get excited about heaven. There, you know, a lot of people, they, they get nervous when you start preaching about heaven. But to me, that's just a sign that something is off. Because when I think about heaven, I'm excited. When I think about heaven, I know that's my promise. I know that that's where I'm headed. And I know that something in me, it gets excited knowing that I'm on my way to heaven. The enemy wants us to forget about heaven. He wants us to to look down at the rocky road that we're on sometimes and, and not have our eyes set up ahead and not have our eyes lifted up towards heaven. Believers, not just, not just sinners, but believers. People in the church. He wants you to forget about the promise of heaven in your life. He wants you so focused on everything else that we shut up about heaven. And I don't know what happened to preaching about heaven today, but we need more of it. Why isn't it so popular anymore to preach about heaven and hell? Why isn't it so popular anymore to talk about eternity in our churches today? But I tell you, in the Old Testament, 1,865 times, and in the New Testament, 316, we ought to be talking about it, singing about it, praying about it, testifying about it. Don't let the enemy steal your joy about heaven. Be encouraged. Don't set your eyes downward, but look up. Because the church is going up. We are on our way up. Heaven is up. Jesus came down to the earth. We as saints are going to be caught up in the rapture. And here's something else that I love. Listen to this. Lucifer was thrown downward out of heaven. From being the prince in the power of the air, he will be thrown downward again into the earth. And during the millennial reign, he will be thrown downward again into a bottomless pit. And after that, he's going to be thrown downward again into a lake of fire. The devil is constantly on his way down. The enemy of your soul is constantly on his way down. But the church is constantly on our way up. The church is constantly making our way to our eternal reward. It isn't a fairy tale either. It isn't make-believe and it isn't some uh, philosophical idea. It's not a religious abstraction, but heaven is a place. Heaven is a place as real as the ground we're standing on right now. And I'm going to that place. I tell you that we're almost there. We are so close to the promise of heaven. And I rejoice because I'm, I'm another second closer today. Just a little while longer to labor, like the song says. Just a little while longer to labor. I'm feeling mighty fine. I've got heaven on my mind. 
Don't you know I want to go with a milk and honey flow? There's a light that always shines down inside this heart of mine. I've got heaven, heaven on my mind, and I'm feeling mighty fine. Woo! Oh, what singing. Oh, what shouting on that happy morning when we all shall rise. Oh, what glory. Hallelujah. When I meet my precious Savior in the sky. It's going to be a time of rejoicing. And it's real. It's real. Don't forget about heaven. Heaven is why we do what we do. C.S. Lewis said this. He said, if you read history, you will find that the Christians who did most for the present world were precisely those who thought most of the next. It is since Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world that they have become so ineffective in this one. We've got to remember our eternal promise. It is so close. It is so close. And for that, we should rejoice. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16 said, For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I'm trying to comfort you today and tell you that we're almost to heaven. This world is dark, but the darker this world gets, I'm not getting more worried and I'm not getting more afraid because the darker this world gets, the closer I am to heaven. Looking at John on the island, he was banished there. He was in exile, left there to die, to spend the rest of his days. And the Lord comes to him, that's why we call him John the Revelator. Lord comes to him and shows him so many things that are to come. Some that have already come to pass in this world today. Do we realize that? Jesus showed John things that have already come to pass. We are so close. He was showing John signs of the time and th- things that would happen. Some things that, that only John will know until we get to heaven. But look at this. I've used this before, but it's just so, it's so awesome. Light travels at 11,160,000 miles per hour. Our sun is 93 million miles away or eight light minutes traveling at the speed of light. Mercury, 57 million miles away. You can get there in four and a half minutes. Jupiter, 390 million miles away, get there in 35 minutes. Or you can go to Saturn, which is 793 million miles away, and get there in one hour and 10 minutes at the speed of light. Neptune is 2.7 billion miles away. But in just over an hour, at the speed of light, I can get there. Pluto is at least a billion more miles than that. And heaven... Is further still. But John said immediately, I was in heaven. 
John said, immediately I was in heaven. Even traveling at light speed, it takes over an hour to get 793 million miles away. But immediately I was in heaven. 1 Corinthians 15 Starting in verse 52, now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither, I'm sorry, I started in the wrong verse, I'm preaching a different message. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption and the mortal must put on immortality now listen to this so when this corruptible shall put on incorruption and this mortal shall put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory One day we're going to look and say, oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain, because in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we've been laboring for so long. We've been working for so long. We've been, we've been trying to have revival for so long and, and doing the God's work so long. But in a moment, it's all going to be worth it. Oh, I'm not going to have to stand in line for a long time. I'm not going to have to wait around for a couple million years. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, I'll be with Jesus. Revelation 21 and 4 and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away I'm going to that city I'm going to live in eternity in that city 1,200 miles high, 1,200 miles wide, 12 foundations in the city, and each foundation is the name of the 12 apostles of the Lamb, and the buildings of the wall of it were jasper, and the city was pure gold like unto clear gas. 12 gates, and the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple in heaven, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb were the temple of it, and the city had no need of the sun neither of the moon to shine in it for the glory of God did light it up and the lamb is the light thereof and that is where I'm spending all of the rest that is where I'm going for all of eternity and I'm not very far away from it is there anybody that knows you're going to heaven and you're excited because you know in a moment in the twinkling of an eye I'm going home And it's all going to be worth it. It's all going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. Heaven is so close. But how close am I? Now let me, today, with as much love as I can, unload this burden that the Lord has placed in my spirit. Because 
I'm sorry if you came today just because it's Sunday. But today is an appointed time by God. I believe that the Holy Ghost is speaking to us today. Because something has got to change today. And I don't care how good you think you're doing. And you might be doing well. But I can always do better. I can always check myself and make sure I'm where I need to be. I can always look and realize that heaven is so close. But we need to ask ourselves, how close am I to heaven? It is high time to wake up. As the scripture says. It said it's time to awake out of sleep. It's time to stop waiting. It's time to stop playing around with things in this world. Because there are souls that need saving. There's a work to be done yet. There is revival that we have yet to have. There is harvest already waiting in the field. It is time to answer the call. It's time to stop playing church from Sunday to Sunday. It's time to stop speaking it in faith and start doing it in faith. Because I can have faith for harvest and for revival all day long, but faith without works is dead. And the Holy Ghost is trying to tell us today, it's time to wake up. Because some of you have been thinking, well, everything's good. I feel good. But you've just been having good dreams because you're asleep. There's a time in all of our lives where the Lord's got to shake us and wake us up. But I believe today that, that not just as individuals, but as a body, that the Lord is saying, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. You've grown numb to some things. You've let some things slide in. Maybe in your own life, you've let some things get in that you never would have before. But it's time to wake up. And we don't always like this kind of preaching. But if I was asleep inside of a burning building, I would want someone to wake me up and get me out. And the Holy Ghost is trying to wake us up and say, you're in danger. You're in danger. You need to wake up today. Heaven is so close. But how close am I? Allow me to read out of Matthew 24. To us today. So likewise, ye, when ye shall see all these things. Now listen, before I start reading this, don't wait on me to finish reading. Listen to the word of the Lord. So likewise, ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass, all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in those days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, and the one be taken and the other left. 
Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good men of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Who then is faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming. And shall be, or shall begin to smite his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunken. The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him. And in an hour that he is not aware of and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We don't like those verses. But where am I at in my life? Where are you at in your life? You can probably think of instances that you have said, I can get away with this right now. My Lord delayeth His coming. Well, we haven't seen this and this pop up on the news yet. So I've got time. But it said the servant that goes from day to day saying, I've got time. I've got time. Said, that's the servant that will be caught off guard. Because to that servant, there is always more time. To that servant, the master is always delaying his coming. Jesus loves me so much, he'll wait for me to get right before he comes and calls his church away. But that servant never does get right. Not unless they truly change. To that servant, there is always more time. And I'm not trying to hurt anyone today. I'm not trying to, I know we went, I told you, roller coaster. Because I can rejoice about heaven. And I'm sincere when I rejoice about heaven. But a heaviness falls on me when I think, what if? I'm not living in such a way that I ever get to experience that joy. Am I going to be caught off guard saying I've got more time? I've got more time. Am I going to be found sleeping when the trumpet sounds? Heaven is so close, but how close am I? This church is a great church. This church is a church pregnant with promise from the Lord. And if you're here, you're a member of this church, you, all, you know that. This church has been promised 
such great things and we continue to experience these promises and God just opens greater and greater doors and I'm so thankful for it. But I don't want us as individuals and I sure don't want us as a church to fall asleep in a cycle of Sunday to Sunday and Wednesday to Wednesday. I don't want us to fall asleep and when the Lord returns, say, why are there empty seats? Why are there empty altars? Why is there an empty baptistry? Why are your Bibles collecting dust? Why are you not telling anyone? Why did you not reach for those people? Why did you not use the opportunity that I gave you? I blessed you. I gave you the facility that you needed. I gave you the manpower that you needed. I gave you the people you needed. But you never used it to bring people to heaven. You fell asleep playing church. You fell asleep playing church. And when one does it, and another does it, and another does it, because the body is made up of individuals, before you realize it, there can be a cancer growing inside the body of staying asleep. Just in a good dream, but it's only a dream. Oh, revival is coming in my dreams. Miracle signs, wonders in my dreams. Prodigals coming home in my dreams. But if we're going to do anything about it, you got to be awake. Because you're not going to sleepwalk living for God. You can't sleepwalk and do the work of God. You can't sleepwalk and live right. You've got to be awake. And the Bible said it's high time because we know what time it is to wake out of sleep. Whoso loveth instruction loveth knowledge. But he that hateth reproof is brutish. A wise son heareth his father's instructions. But a scorner heareth not rebuke. He that refuseth instruction despiseth his own soul. But he that heareth reproof getteth understanding. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. God help me if I get in a place where I think I can do no wrong. God help me if I get in a place where I think I'm the exception. You may have to forgive me. I hope not, but you may have to forgive me today for using this as an example, but there's a message in it. I brought it before in our regeneration class and the Holy Ghost moved and spoke and I feel that the Lord is pulling at someone today again. So forgive my carnality for just a moment. There's some old song lyrics. They go like this. A young cowboy named Billy Joe grew restless on the farm. A good boy filled with wonderlust who really meant no harm. 
He changed his clothes and shined his boots and combed his dark hair down. And his mother cried as he walked out. He said, don't take your guns to town, son. Leave your guns at home, Bill. Don't take your guns to town. He laughed and kissed his mom and said, your Billy Joe's a man. I can shoot as quick and straight as anybody can. But I wouldn't shoot without a cause. I'd gun nobody down. But she cried again as he rode away. Don't take your guns to town, son. He sang a song as he rode along. His guns hung at his hips. He rode into a cattle town, a smile upon his lips. He stopped and walked into a bar and laid his money down. But his mother's words echoed again. Don't take your guns to town, son. Leave your guns at home, Bill. He drank his first strong liquor then. Again, forgive me. I'm not condoning any of this. It's just the lyrics. To calm his shaking hand. He tried to tell himself at last that he had become a man. A dusty cowpoke at his side began to laugh him down, and he heard again his mother's words, Don't take your guns to town, son. Leave your guns at home. And in his rage, Billy Joe reached for his gun to draw, but the stranger his gun, drew his gun and fired before he even saw. And Billy Joe fell to the floor. The crowd gathered round, and they wondered at his final words. Don't take your guns to town, son. Now I think I have to pull us back out of that Johnny Cash for a minute. But the message here, I can't even remember exactly when it was that that somehow I heard that somewhere or, or, or saw something about it, and it was like the Lord just started speaking to me. And I feel the Lord reaching in such a way today because there are those in here today that are in the process of making decisions. In the process of doing things, even though the Lord has said, don't do it, son. If that's not the way you ought to go, daughter. This, I'm telling you, this is the way you ought to go. I know that way looks easy. I know that way looks full of opportunity. And we're saying... Someone here today is saying, God, look, I, I know, I know, I know you're, con- I understand your concern, I understand what your word says, and I know that a lot of people couldn't do this, but nobody knows me better than I know myself. I know how I am, I know how much I can take, and what I, even when I'm doing this, I still, I know what your word says, I can still do this. And still be your child. I can still do this and and, and still be okay. I can handle it. And the Lord's saying, no, you can't. Don't. Don't do it. Don't walk out and and still someone's riding away today. And the Lord's saying, don't do it. Please stay home. Please don't go out there. Please don't make this decision. And still, we're just all we can uh, all we can focus on is uh, no, it's opportunity. It's opportunity. God, this is going to do me good. God, this is going to help me be what I need to be for you. And God's saying, but that's not how I called you to get there. And some of us have a little bit of a different mindset. And I just, just don't feel like staying home anymore. I'm not doing anything at home. 
I'm just, I'm tired of just, I'm tired of all the rules at home. I'm tired of being under, under, under the Father's thumb. I'm tired of being under Pastor's thumb. I'm tired of, I'm tired of just, you know, I, I, this is just not for me anymore. I've tried, it's too much. It's not the life that, I, I'm not living my best life like this. I think I'm just going to go try and find opportunity somewhere else. I'm sure that the God, God, I know that He's merciful and, and somehow or another I'm going to be okay. And God's saying, you won't be okay. God will save me. I'm trying to save you now. God will have mercy on me. I'm trying to have mercy on you now. God will keep me from harm. I'm trying to keep you from harm right now. Don't go. The Holy Ghost is trying to tell someone today, come back home. Come back home before you get to town. And you're not able to come back. Just turn around and come back home before you get into a place where you're laying there and you're dying words. You can hear me saying, don't leave. Some of you today, I'm telling you, in the Holy Ghost, we, we can stand together today. Musicians can come. Some of you today, I'm telling you, a lot of people, I'm, I'm, I'm just a young man, so some of you are just saying, whatever, that's real cute. He's preaching. But somebody needs to hear what the Holy Ghost is trying to te- get me to tell you today. That if you go, and you continue down this road that you're on. You're going to find yourself laying on the ground. Bleeding out. And those words will be echoing in your head. Don't do it. Stay in the Father's house. Stay in the will of God. Do what you know is right. I'm telling you, the coming of the Lord is so close. And we say, well, no man knows the day or the hour, but you got to understand, because we take that out of context. We think, well, no man knows the day or the hour, so we can't, we can't even say, you know, God could come back at any moment. We, don't, we can't say that it's close because we don't know the day or the hour. But you, we, we got to stop taking that out of context and realize that the Lord gave them sign after sign, after sign, and said, when these things are come to pass, I may not know the minute and the second, but I know that it's close. I know that I can look at the Bible like a checklist and say, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing it on the news. I'm seeing it in the world around me. And the Bible says, after these things have come to pass, do you realize We might not have 10 years. I'm, sp- I'm speaking from, from uh, I'm not going to go into all the prophecy and things like that, but do you understand? We might not have 10 years. Our time, our window is so short. Our time is so short before the coming of the Lord. And I don't want... 
that trumpet to sound. And someone I'm preaching to in here today. My God, what if the Lord came back in the middle of a blowout service? Altars full, people being filled with the Holy Ghost. We're baptizing people. God's healing people. Prodigals are returning home. And in that very service, suddenly there's only a few people. Can you imagine the realization? Can you imagine the horror? Can you imagine I'm worshiping with my brother and sister? Oh, we're praying in unity. I'm worshiping. All of a sudden, can you imagine? I don't want there to be a single person still standing here by themselves, hearing the words echo in their head. I don't want a single person still here saying, I wish I had listened. Oh my God, I wish I had woken up. I wish that I had stopped doing what I was doing. My window of opportunity just closed. Can you imagine? And as as horrific as that sounds, we have a space of repentance. We have, the Lord said, I've set before you an open door and no man can shut it. I'm not trying to preach doom and gloom to you today. And this might be considered old school to some. But I would have blood on my hands if I didn't deliver the word of the Lord today. We should rejoice about heaven. But I want to be able to rejoice about heaven. And I could preach shouting and I I could have stopped right there while we were all jumping and running. But this kind of word is what's going to bring healing in our body today. I don't mean in our physical body, I mean in our church body. Because if we as individuals will receive this word, it's going to heal the body and make us more ready. And it'll wake us up so we can do what God has called us to do. It's high time to awake out of sleep. It's high time to awake out of sleep. While the music plays today, I wonder if we could find a space in this altar. And I wonder if today, if we could just not worry about what's going on after service. There is no more important moment than right now. I wish that we could linger in these altars until we know I'm back where I need to be. I wish we could linger in these altars until we know. I wish we could linger in these altars until healing comes, until restoration comes.
heaven is so close. But how close am I? Don't be scared to lift up your voice and cry out today. Lift up your voice and cry out to the Lord today. Jesus 
listen to this I'll read this again then we, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord and then he said this wherefore comfort one another with these words he didn't say run away scared because of these words be terrified and afraid because sometimes the Lord will, will, will make us afraid in our spirit to get us in an altar. But right here he said, wherefore comfort one another with these words. So I wonder if just for the next couple moments if we could find someone to pray with today and we could just thank God together for the promise of heaven. Pray strength over your brothers and sisters to run this race. Pray strength over your brothers and sisters because we got to make it, but we got to make it together. We're going to have revival, but we're going to have revival together. We're going to reach the lost, but we're going to do it together. We're going to heaven, but we're going together. Comfort one another with these words.
stand all over the building together now we're going to do what we've been doing for the past few weeks get the hand of somebody beside you for a moment hold on to it you know Paul's not going to preach and write anything to the church anything different than what Jesus had to say And Jesus told his disciples before he left let not your heart be troubled you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. You see, the Lord was talking about heaven long before his disciples were preaching about it. And he starts out saying, don't let it trouble you. Don't let it make you afraid. Because there's one place I want to be. It's with the Lord. And he said, if this wasn't true, I would have told you. But I have gone away to prepare a place for you. That where I am, you can be also. Gives me great joy to know that Jesus is longing for me to be there. As much as I'm longing, even more so, that I'm longing to get there. So let's lift these hands to heaven one time together. Because we're in this together. Ha. And we're going to go together. We're going to help one another. We're going to encourage one another. Oh, we're looking for your return, oh God. Like a bride waiting for the groom. Oh, we're looking for you one day, Jesus. You're coming with clouds and every eye is going to see you. We're looking for that day, oh God. That where you are, we can be also. Oh. Hallelujah. 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 Anybody ready to go to heaven? Anybody ready to see him one day? Hear him say, well done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It is a comfort to hear those words. To know that Jesus is not going to leave me here in this mess. In this world that's getting worse and worse. That no one day... Before it gets to a place where you can't take it, I'm coming to get you. Isn't that awesome? Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Let's make some decisions. I think God's speaking in both services. It's time for my people to make decisions. Joshua told Israel, when you get too excited just about a land flowing with milk and honey, it's about a decision. Choose this day whom you'll serve. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. I'm thankful to serve the Lord. Amen. 
God's good. Great word today, son. Thank you for encouraging us with that. It was an encouragement, a comfort. It's always comforting to know that I've gotten myself into a place where I need to be. I want to make sure that I am examining myself, making sure I'm ready should that trumpet sound today. God bless you. Let's be in prayer tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. going to be a great time. God bless you. Have a wonderful afternoon. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.